0: Severely injured patients who meet a certain criteria for care at a trauma center, research shown that was done here locally have double the odds of surviving if they're taken by medical helicopter directly to a level one or level two trauma center, as opposed to those who are first driven to a hospital and then transported to another place that has the specialty treatments that they need. This has just been some research that's been published in the Annals of Surgery, and joining us right now to talk about that research is Dr. Joshua Brown, Assistant Professor of Surgery and Critical Care at UPMC. Dr. Brown, it's great to have you on KDKA. How are you? I'm doing well, thanks for having me. We have a couple of different stories. The train derailment where there was a massive explosion, could have been one where air helicopter medevac, etc., cetera, may have been needed. We had a police officer shot and killed today, may have been another situation where it was needed. Unfortunately, the reality is that patients are being taken to hospitals for life-threatening situations far too often these days. The difference, though, in in terms of this research that you're doing among physicians and scientists, where did sort of this begin in terms of looking into flying directly there as opposed to driving and then transporting again?
1: Yeah, you know, my lab has been really interested in trying to figure out— who needs to go in the helicopter? And you know I started my career off as a medic, and so you know I devote all my research trying to this and trying to help the first responder and the EMS clinician do their job to the best of their ability to help our patients. And you know, we're looking at this question of how do we make these decisions, and we think that to really understand that, you have to know why does a patient potentially benefit from that helicopter ride. And we looked at things like the treatments that you might get on the helicopter and how fast they travel. But this study was really about the idea that there are patients out there whose only way to get to a trauma center expeditiously is to get in a helicopter because they're in a rural area, and just realistically, you know, those ground ambulance crews can't drive all the way out to the trauma center and leave their town or their county without an ambulance for several hours.
0: Right, right. So the question then becomes, you said, you know, how who makes that call in that regard? I mean, the reality is that if they're far out in a rural area, it may not be a doctor who is looking at them to make that determination. So, you know, it's not a 911 operator who makes the call. It's not necessarily uh, somebody on the ground who's a police officer or a firefighter the first one there. How do you go about disseminating information and getting it to somebody who can make that call to decide, hey, where do we go?
1: Well, we do a lot of outreach, you know, through our center and and trauma centers across the country, working with our EMS partners uh, and training them, you know, what these patients look like and these specific criteria of who needs a trauma center and then trying to really delve down and drill into who are the patients that then need to fly to the trauma center.
0: You looked at, I think if I remember the number, it's nearly 37,000 different patients, right? The patients when in terms of over a 17-year span to sort of dissect this information in terms of those who were transported and where they went and things like that. What were you looking at in those data points? What were you trying to glean?
1: So what we really wanted to do is try to make this a apples-to-apples apples comparison as we could, and so we were looking at patients who come from rural areas in Pennsylvania using a large trauma registry that includes every patient that makes it to a trauma center in Pennsylvania, and we wanted to look at the patient who either got directly flown to one of our high-level trauma centers or who drove to a non-trauma center, and then the doctor at that hospital said, this person is pretty banged up. We need to fly them to a trauma center. And so they were both exposed to the helicopter crews at different times, uh, but really looking at the idea of you know patients who have similar injury characteristics, similar ages, and you know vital signs that then we can compare the effect of being taken directly to that trauma center versus having this pit stop at a non-trauma center and see what the impact on their ultimate outcome was.
0: So were you looking at really, I mean, I think 74%, if I remember the study correctly, 75% were taken directly to a level one or two. Were you looking more at the 26% who were not, or were you comparing those two groups to make your determination?
1: Yeah, we, we wanted to compare those two groups, and one of the things that we did was actually what we called uh, matching, where we said, okay, a patient that we know got flown directly to the trauma center had you know, these X, Y, Z characteristics, had these types of injuries, and we looked for a patient that got driven to a non-trauma center and then later transferred that had the about the same characteristics, and we directly matched those, so we were making a one-to-one comparison so that we really tried to isolate the effect of that direct transport versus transfer because you know we, we really put stringent criteria on who we involved in the study to minimize biases. But when you kind of back up after looking at the results and look across Pennsylvania, of people who meet these criteria coming from rural areas, you're looking at about a third of patients. And even when you kind of look at my practice here at UPMC Presbyterian, we have such a large catchment area. You know, over half of the patients that I see that meet these criteria go to an outside hospital first and then are transferred to me.
0: Dr. Joshua Brown joining us, assistant professor of surgery and critical care, UPMC. He mentions UPMC Presbyterian. I I think that generally, the population thinks, well, if somebody's hurt, we need to get them to the closest hospital we can. I mean, that's just that logically, right, we want to get them to the hospital as quickly as we can and that therefore they will be taken care of better. But this sounds like maybe that's challenging what has been our, our common vernacular.
1: Yeah, it does challenge that a little bit, even among our EMS colleagues who you feel like you want to get somebody who's really, severely injured in the hands of a doctor to stabilize them. But You know, there are a lot of things that we do at the trauma center. If you have internal bleeding, you just need to be in the operating room so that I can stop that bleeding. Mm -hmm. And that can't happen in a lot of these hospitals. And so it just starts to add delays in time to getting to the care that you really need to save your life.
0: So it's a lot to think about, but it's a good first step. And so now the question becomes, what do you do with all of this information and how do you go about disseminating to the next group? And uh, we'll leave that conversation for another day. All right, doctor?
1: All right. Thank you for
0: having me. Very much appreciate you being here. Again, Dr. Joshua Brown joining us from UPMC, Assistant Professor of Surgery and Critical Care, talking about the need to get people directly to trauma centers when they are so severely injured as it relates to helicopter, medevac, air ambulance, et cetera. Thank you for being here, Dr. Brown.
1: Thank you. Take care.